breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, two deadly crashes have shut down roads in southeast Austin overnight. The latest across just after about 245 this morning on Highway 183 near Pilot Knob. Here's a live picture. We have our photojournalists out there relaying some information to us. Unfortunately, one person is dead. Austin Travis EMS says two cars crashed into each other. A second person has serious and life-threatening injuries. You know, Kristen, that crash follows another one just three miles away that we're looking at. Four people are dead following a crash near the Circuit of the Americas. The crash happened just before 10 last night at the intersection of FM 812 and FM 973 in eastern Travis County. First responders say the crash involved up to four vehicles. And in addition to those four people killed, Austin Travis County EMS says one adult is in the hospital with serious injuries. Kristen, both of these accidents now leading to those closures. Absolutely. So let me take you to the maps here to kind of orient you as to what we're watching. All of this is down in South Southeast Austin. That first crash has Highway 183 closed at 812. So this is right in the Pilot Knob area. You are not going to be allowed to go northbound or southbound on 183 at 812. The problem is if you're trying to get around that, especially going southbound, don't go east because there's another closure eastbound here. This is 812. We've got shut down between 973 and San Jose Avenue. So if you're coming from uh, that crash that we just mentioned of and you're trying to t take an alternate route to go southward, you're not going to be able to, a to take A12. So honestly, I would advise you to go west out towards McKinney Falls State Parkway there if you're trying to get southbound. So unfortunately, two major incidents to start our Monday morning. We're going to keep tabs on those closures down in southeast Austin. Wanted to make a mention we do have one other crash with no serious injuries or major delays tied to it, but it just popped up on my maps at Mellow Meadow Drive near High Meadow Drive. So this is up in the Anderson Mill area. We'll have more traffic updates to come. Thank you so much, Kristen. Looking in depth, we are checking the numbers and found FM 812 where the first deadly crash happened has the fifth most fatalities in 2021 among all the roads in the Texas Austin district. It's behind I-35, Highway 183, 290, and SH-71. Let's now take you to weather because as far as the conditions go, on the weather side, things are very clear here. We've got clear skies up top, no fog issues this morning. This is our Indeed domain camera giving us the view. Temperatures, though, a talker because it is much colder out there compared to what we had yesterday. Most of us down in the 40s have not even some 30s in the Hill Country this morning. 43 in Austin, which is down 15 degrees compared to what we had yesterday. Everybody down more than 10 degrees compared to how we started our Sunday. Temperatures this afternoon will rebound some, though, from those 30s and 40s. We're getting up to about 60 degrees this afternoon. Still puts us a little short of normal, so relatively cool February day. But the clouds that we wake up to up top are going to disappear. We've got plenty of sunshine on the way. Looking ahead on a rain coverage, we're dry for the next three days, but there is going to be an opportunity for some rain, maybe a little bit Thursday. I'm more convinced Friday. Friday is going to be the active day of weather this week. We'll talk about the impacts of our next cold front coming up in just a few minutes. Okay, thank you so much, Kristen. This morning, a child is in critical condition after a shooting at Pastor Joel Olstein's Houston Church. Yeah, that was breaking news yesterday when we found out one man was also injured as those shots were fired at Lakewood Church yesterday in the afternoon. According to police, a woman walked into the church with a rifle 
while holding a small child and then started shooting. Two off-duty law enforcement officials opened fire, shot and killed that woman. Officials from the church said that they finished the afternoon service and were preparing for their next service when that shooting happened. Police are also still searching for a missing one-year-old boy from Houston. Texas Department of Public Safety says Noah Johnson may be with 38-year-old Camilla Johnson. Noah was last seen wearing a navy shirt, flower print pants. The two are believed to be traveling in a white GMC Yukon with Texas plates. If you have any information, please call 911. Also, today's the last day for candidates to apply for the job of the city of Austin manager running the city. We're talking about the city manager, the person who takes on the role, is in charge of that budget and city staff. Right now, Jesus Garza is running the city on a temporary basis. Mayor Kirk Watson has said that a list of candidates should be available around March for the city council to help narrow down the finalists. The goal is to select someone by mid-April. Tonight, you can find out more about plans to build light rail through Austin. Project Connect hosting an in-person meeting from 5 to 8 at the League of Women Voters building on Avenue B. You can register to attend with a link at the story on KXAN.com. Why? An island on the Mexican border has the full attention of law enforcement right here in Austin. Good morning. We've got Super Bowl highlights and reaction and also a UT softball update. That's later in sports. Keep it here. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. We start with Super Bowl 58. The San Francisco 49ers clinched the number one seed in the NFC and survived a scare against the Detroit Lions in the championship game to get to this point. This was the second Super Bowl appearance for Texas X. Kyle Shanahan as the head coach of the 49ers. Texas Tech alum Pat Mahomes seeking his third Super Bowl title at the ripe old age of 28. Took a while for things to pick up, but it, when it came down to the wire, it got good. 49ers seeking their first Super Bowl win in 29 years back when they beat the San Diego Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champs going for back-to-back titles. Vince Lombardi trophy sitting in all its glory on high. Second quarter, San Francisco up 3-0. Here. Well, they're up 10-0. Pat Mahomes finds Marquez Val- Valdez-Scantling to put the Kansas City Chiefs up 13-10. We go to the fourth quarter. It's tied at 16. Brock Purdy to Juwan Jennings for a 23-yard Pass. Niners can't get closer to the 35-yard line, so Jake Moody attempts a 53-yarder, and it is all good. 19-16 Niners. Chiefs got to drive the field to tie or win in under two minutes. Third down, Mahomes to Travis Kelsey for 22 yards down to the 11-yard line. Now with seven seconds left, Taylor Swift loving that in the box with Ice Spice as well. The field goal from Harrison Bunker is good to tie the game up at 19 with three seconds left. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners say let's just go to overtime. Brock Purdy and the Niners get possession first. And Purdy finding Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey takes this one for the first down and more. 24-yard gain deep into Chiefs territory. They get down to the nine-yard line. Purdy on third down and four trying to find someone, anyone. But the ball falls incomplete. So San Francisco. Has to settle for the field goal. They take the lead 22-19. So it's Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs turn to either win or send it to a second overtime. And Mahomes finding Rasheed Rice for the first down on third down. Then another third down for the Chiefs. Mahomes, this time instead of throwing it, he's going to run it himself right up the middle for a 19-yard gain. It gets down to the San Francisco 13-yard line. 
And then on first and goal a little later, final seconds, Mahomes to McCole Hardeman. And with that, game-winning touchdown pass from Mahomes to Hardeman, Taylor Swift, and all the Chiefs fans and Swifties rejoice. Disappointment for Kyle Shanahan as Kansas City knocks off San Francisco 25-22 in overtime. Third title for Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Is it a dynasty now? Yeah, it's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight, celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City, but we're not done. We've got a young team. We're going to keep this thing going. The goal's always been to get three, but we couldn't get here without getting the two and having that target on our back all year. And I love these guys right here, the men that we just won this thing with. Family forever, baby. I couldn't be more proud of you guys. And how about it? We get a chance to do it three times in a row. That's right. Three times in a row. Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP for his third MVP award as well. He had 333 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, completed 34 of 46 passes on the night. Travis Kelsey, nine catches, 93 yards to lead the Chiefs. Kansas City bringing it at home once again, and finally, UT softball. They finished opening weekend with a perfect 5-0 record. They beat Loyola Marymount in L.A. 10-2 on Sunday to improve to 5-0. That does it for sports. Let's go back over to you. And later on this morning, meet the Olympians who are overcoming barriers and winning medals. And how a weekend sale means future earning potential for refugees. Welcome back, everyone. Behind every athlete who inspires is their own personal journey that led them to where they are today. And KXN's Jayla Washington shines a light on how a group of gymnasts are changing the game and breaking barriers as a part of something bigger than themselves. Just outside of Houston is a gym, unassuming on the outside. But inside, dozens of elite gymnasts train here. They've gone on to win Olympic medals. Powerhouse athletes like Simone Biles. Balance, power, strength, and grace. Gymnastics kind of saved my life. I've always loved the thrill of flipping. They kind of realized that I could do a lot more than the other kids, like I wasn't just playing around. The athletes here are at the top of their game. Thank you for sitting down with me. I appreciate y'all. Tiana Sumanasekra, Zoe Miller, Jordan Childs are challenging what's considered more conservative sport by breaking down barriers and inspiring others along the way. As I got older and I started to realize like it's not common that a colored girl would be represented in that way in our sport. And her specialty is a controlled landing. Jordan Childs took home a team silver in the 2020 Tokyo Games. And since then, she continues to pave the way for women in her sport, alongside her teammate Simone Biles. Another Olympic gold medalist of color. How do you do it? You wear so many hats. Lori Hernandez can't help but admire the athletes coming up behind her. 
I think what's really interesting about WCC is how well-rounded their athletes are. She's now turned her attention to inspiring others as a UNICEF ambassador, but gymnastics and these young Olympic hopefuls remain close to her heart. Representation matters. There's a surge of athletes of color and gymnasts of color who are coming in and seeing this representation on TV. Um, a lot of it really did begin with Gabby Douglas. At least a tenth. She could fly. Gabby Douglas, the first black Olympian to win all around in women's no, gymnastics. If someone these three gymnasts who have their sights set on medley in Paris are coming so. after. Two flip-flops to a full twisting double somersault. Plus Dominique Dawes, the first black athlete to win an individual medal. She did go through a lot within her time frame and seeing where it, gymnastics has progressed. Yeah, she ran so we could sprint. Literally, yeah, we're trying to inspire not only the world, but like our culture. The 2023-2024 Women's Senior National Gymnastics Team is one of the most diverse in the past decade. Even at World, you know, having an all-black podium. And Tiana is the first American gymnast competing with Sri Lankan heritage. I love my heritage. I love representing it and just having such diversity in the sport now. For somebody who's like, well, why does it matter? Why do you need to see people who look like you competing? Seeing people that you look alike is like, wow, I can really be doing that as well. A lot of stigmas are placed on sports. It's like, oh, white kids do that or that sports for black people. I feel like bringing diversity into gymnastics and a lot of other sports helps people expand their horizon. As young girls, they dreamed big and worked hard. This is a routine I saw on the computer. All three alongside their teammate Simone Biles, trying to qualify for the 2024 Paris Olympics. It's Simone, it's Jordan, it's Zoe, it's Tiana. Like, you guys are incredible. Do you guys recognize the magnitude of that? I think for us, it's like when we walk outside and we go to a competition and we're like, guys, like we, we literally make a, our, our own group. Like this is yeah. crazy, but I, yeah, that's that's when we realized. That's when we yeah. realized. In Houston, I'm Jayla Washington. And U.S. men's gymnastics is also seeing more athletes of color competing at the top level, all with a very good shot at qualifying for Paris 2024. Olympic trials for both women and men's gymnastics will begin in June right before the games, which kicks off the end of July. It's so inspiring to hear their stories of how they got there and why they wanted to get there. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. And the work they put in yeah. to get there is insane. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because clouds and radar not picking up on any sort of rain. In fact, we're going to be dry for the next few days. But the clouds, those are here this morning. Those are gradually going to disappear heading into the later part of today as well. Temperatures this morning a talker because it's cold. <laughs> we're down to 43 in Austin, 39 in Mason, 42, Cameron, 44, and Bastrop. These numbers actually pretty much where they should be by February standards, but we've been so much milder in the mornings recently. Just by comparison, there's just a little more chill. The wind's not making it feel e uh, any warmer, that's for sure. These winds really got going overnight. I'm sure you noticed it, but this morning still, northwest wind gusts 25 up to about 35 miles per hour. The windy conditions will be here for the next few hours, but they will relax some heading into the afternoon. You'll notice the dew points here, dew point a measure of moisture 
down into the 30s across central Texas. That's dry air. And the, the fact of the matter is we get drier through the day. Clouds disappear. Temperatures warm up some despite the colder start. We're actually going to be pretty close to where we were yesterday here in Austin. Yesterday we hit 59. Today I'm going 60. There's those northwest winds about 15 to 25 miles per hour. Looking at those skies, like I said, no fog, no major cloud concerns today. We're just talking sunshine for most of your morning and afternoon. Nice little dry out from some of the rain that we had over the weekend. I was looking at some of the rainfall totals. We're still above average for the month here in Austin and likely to grow that lead later on this week, Thursday into Friday and Saturday. There's a storm system that I think is going to go uh, to our south. It's close enough to bring up some rain chances up north cold front will move through. So the combination of the two means by Thursday, cloudy skies, a couple of spots of drizzle will be possible. More likely to see showers come Friday here. You'll notice not everybody's going to see it. In fact, most of the heavy rain will be down in South Texas by Friday, but I have included in a 40% chance of showers for our Friday and then Saturday morning. By the time we hit Saturday afternoon, most of this is already starting to clear. We're going to see more sunshine on the backside of your weekend, but that will be a cold front coming in from the north. So we've got cooler temperatures anticipated this weekend too. Seven day rainfall forecast showing very light amounts west of I-35 for now, about a quarter inch or less between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, higher amounts will be further east and south. In general, the further south you are, the better your rainfall potential it looks like getting into the back end of this week. Seven day forecast 60 today. Breezy conditions this morning down to the upper 30s tonight. So tonight into tomorrow morning likely to be even colder than what's out there now. Plenty of sunshine that tomorrow helps get our temperatures up to the mid 60s. Your Valentine's Day looks great as far as the weather goes. Mostly to partly sunny. Temperatures will be just a touch warmer than normal in the upper 60s. If you've got dinner plans, I'm thinking most of your Wednesday evening will be in the 50s. And then here comes that low rain chance Thursday growing to 40% by Friday. Cold front comes in sometime Saturday morning. That cold front is what's going to push out the rain. So we'll go with the 20% chance in the morning. Cooler temperatures will follow in the 50s this weekend. Thank you, Kristen. The Austin Police Department is looking for two men who robbed a South Austin gas station. They tell us it happened on January 20th on Manchaca Road. And according to APD, the men entered the store, pulled the clerk from behind the counter, and then stole money while threatening the clerk with a gun. Police said the suspects then left the scene in a white four-door sedan. Anyone with information about the robbery or the suspects, please call APD's robbery unit. And you can find that number and more information on our website, kxan.com. More Texas leaders are addressing the ongoing battle over the Texas border and its security. Texas Land Commissioner John Buckingham will be in McAllen later on today. And there she's going to highlight the state's takeover of an island on the Rio Grande River. Last September, Buckingham authorized Texas DPS to police and patrol Fronton Island. It is 170 acres in Starr County. State leaders say it's been under control of criminal groups for decades. We have seen significant events that have taken place in Mexico between rival cartels. Gun battles that have taken place in broad daylight. Buckingham also says her office determined the island is state-owned land, citing her authority under state code. DPS says the activity on Fronton Island has calmed down since they took operational control. Round Rock is moving forward with creating a new and revamped gathering space at the center of the city. It's called the Town Green Project. 
We want to show you some renderings here. This is what the project's going to look like. City says it is making improvements to the area around the water tower. There's going to be landscaping. You can see all the improvements there. People will be able to sit and enjoy the outdoors. City also is repurposing a gas station in the area to create some restrooms for people who will be using that new gathering space. Okay, refugees from various countries who have recently settled in Austin showed off some of their craftsmanship and culture this weekend. Artwork, textiles, and traditional foods from various countries were all up for sale at the Refugee Bazaar at the North Austin YMCA. In the last two years, more than 2,000 refugees have settled in Central Texas, and many of them having to leave their families, friends, and their careers behind to start new in this country. One woman left her job as the university assistant in Ukraine at the start of the war against Russia, and now she's selling handmade flower arrangements and crowns. This bazaar, craft bazaar, uh, take me and different people a uh, new opportunity for maybe new job because people uh, come here and look at my things. Yeah, refugees got to take home 100% of the profits that they made at this event also. It gives people a chance at a full-time job. Recruiters from hospitality and restaurant industries were there looking to hire. Event organizers say at the last bazaar in December, Four people got full-time jobs from that event, and two people got contracting jobs. Each vendor also made somewhere between $800 and $1,200. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tackling for you on KXAN News at 5. Why people in one central Texas city have kept their eye on their faucets and why they're still doing it. 